is the Danny Sharps Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 44. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And John, we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies are too square to break down. Ooh, and today we are breaking down the one card. Luke, you're tired of me talking about it, that I've been looking forward to forever. UFC 290 in Vegas. Let's go, baby. Let's Let's go. go. Let's go. You've been talking about this one forever, and I'm so excited for you. We've got a lot of fights to break down for all all the listeners, and we're going to be looking for the best value bets. Got a lot of them. First, though, we got to do it. We got to recap our best bets from UFC Fight Night from last week, John. Oof. This first one was tough. So... This Daddy Sharp went one and one in his best bets, and they were on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Isman Gulov versus Dawson. I took Isman Gulov with confidence. This guy just got done fighting two of the top three wrestlers in the division, and I boldly claimed, like a very sharp better, Dawson was not at the level of Sarukian and Gamrat in the wrestling department. Uh, Luke, it looks like he was. <laughs> Dawson <laughs> landed a takedown in the first round, kept Isman Gulov down. Dawson landed a takedown in the second round. Captain Isman Gulov down. And I think you see where the third round's going. Hey, at least Isman Gulov didn't get finished. In a 15-minute fight, Dawson had Isman Gulov on his back for over 12 minutes. Uh, not good. I was dead wrong. <laughs> My best bet takes a loss. I couldn't have been more wrong, Luke. That's okay. But- That's It happens. It's it okay. happens. And in this card, like I said, we saw both ends of the spectrum. Fakhradinov versus Lee. Hey, on this one, I couldn't have been more right. Fakhradinov took 55 seconds to end Kevin Lee's comeback to the UFC. Maybe end his UFC career, my man. In this one, I highlighted the weight difference being a major factor. Lee, the career lightweight versus Fakhradinov, a middleweight now fighting at welterweight in the UFC. Daddy Sharps get the win. Kevin Lee is now 0-3 at 170 pounds. People, don't bet Kevin Lee at 170 pounds, for God's sakes. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just say no. No. (laughs) Another thing I've learned. Another thing I learned over the weekend, John. Uh, Uh Uh Uh-oh. If you you live by the sword long enough, you're going to die by the sword. Damn it. uh, Yeah, I know. That's what happened to me. Both ends of the sword. It's it's got, by the way, uh, most swords have two edges. It's double-bladed. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, cuts on the found way out, in and the out. Found out, found out. Went one and one. I also went one and one in best bets after really going for it. I at least I went for it. Yep. I had Joanna Joannison Brito was my first fight against Weston Wilson. This film that had no business being in the ring. I made my best bet, Brito, to win by finishing. He knocked Wilson out. The first round. Here we go. Let's go. It was fantastic. Ruzaboyev versus Bruno Fajeda, the Mike oh. Tyson of UFC. <laughs> He's going to be the real deal. Everyone's underestimating him. This kid is he's got, he lights out in the second round. And I made Fajeda to win by finish. My best bet. Ruzaboyev, the veteran who's like fought everywhere in the world to get to the <laughs> UFC. He won by uh, not. That was his debut, I, I think, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was his Ugh. debut after such a long career. Won by knockout in the first round. Yeah, Fajeda, I uh, got to rethink you all the way around here. Man. All right, <laughs> whatever. Good. You know, what? whatever. We, two and two. Uh, you know, not good if you if you want to cash, but that's going to happen to you sometimes. Uh, but we've got a great week ahead uh, of right. us. Oh, we're going to get so it back excited. here. We're going to get it back here. And remember, got to pay attention to these deep dives. This card has a lot of bets. 
But Luke, it is here. It is finally here. International Fight Week. And we got what I have been dubbing the Super Bowl of the UFC. I'm so excited. I circled this one on the calendar at the beginning of the year. I am pumped to finally see it. I texted you earlier this week. You're probably like, please stop. But I continued. Five or six six times. Yep, yep, yep. It's okay. okay. I've never liked every fight on a card enough to have a play in all of them. Uh, I actually do in this one. A little scared about that. I have action on all the fights. Let's effing go. Since we're daddy sharps, we can't say the F word. And what's not the like? Two belts up for grabs, and those might not be the best fight on the card. It's the fight before the belt matches that I'm looking at. Whitaker versus Duplessis, huge fight for the middleweight division. Uh, there are so many answers going to be unlocked in on this card, and yes, I'm excited for you. I am, I am oh. truly excited <laughs> for you. I cannot wait. There's a ton of potential great fights on this card. The only downside, if there's a downside, you oh, and I talked about one. this before the pod. Uh, yeah, it's, mm. and it's growing into to something maybe. Almost every fight on this card, as you've probably noticed, is like a, a two to one or a three to one or a four to one for the favorite, which is very difficult to get that return on the investment. So we'll just have to go deeper and find good value in the fights that we like and those prop bets and find some good value bets. And they are there. So with that, Let's share, John, our best bets for this week's UFC 290 in Sin City. You are going to kick things off. Luke, I kind of feel guilty for taking this one right off the bat, but I had to. It was just screaming best bet. Nico Price versus Robbie Lawler. My best bet here, Nico Price to win. He's going off at minus 250. You better get it early. I believe by weigh-in, he's going to be swelling to minus 300, minus 350. So, on one side, we have the former champ, Robbie Lawler, 41 years old, way past his prime. One in four in his last five USC fights. The lone win, Nick Diaz, my friends. Nick Nick Diaz, who at the time, 39 years old and hadn't fought in six years and got in the ring. That's this dude's only win in the last long time. Wow. (laughs) The Diaz win came at 185 pounds. Lawler hasn't won at 170 pounds since 2017 against some guy. Maybe you've heard of him. Cowboy Cerrone. It's a long mm-hmm. time ago. Yeah. Lawler hasn't looked good in this losing stretch either. Since that last, what I call his last quality win Lawler outstruck 710 to 428. This guy's getting blasted inside the octagon, taking tons of damage. And Luke, I got to say it. We're the daddy sharps. We got daddy jokes. The price is right on Nico. You like that? Nico price. <laughs> yeah. The price yeah. is right, baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that minus 250, the number still holding strong, is saying price would win this fight seven out of 10 matches against the former champ. At this stage in Lawler's career, I think that's a steal. Price's last three losses have come against ranked opponents, one in the huge welterweight weight, Philip Rowe, a top five guy for a bit in Luque, and the always tricky striker, Pereira. Lawler doesn't have the same skills at 41 that these three fighters had when Price saw him. And I know some of our listeners love trends. They're really big into them. I don't really bet off of them. But if you want to look smart with your buddies at the bar, Nico Price alternates wins and losses in his last 10 fights. His last one was a loss. So can I say it? He's due? Yeah, I think you can. (laughs) Don't, Don't bet off trends, but... 
that's one to share with your buddies at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, and, and and when when you're with your uh, square hole buddies uh, <laughs> and you're talking about this, uh, go ahead and rip that joke off. The Price is Right on Nico. Oh hell yeah! Go ahead. You don't you one. don't own that necessarily. Um, how how long did it take you to come up with that one? I had a little help from Drew Carey. <laughs> Thank you. You're you on that man. I'm here on that man. <laughs> So I'm focused on, and I'm just going for it right out of the gate, the co-main event for the UFC Flightweight flyweight Championship. We've got Brandon, the assassin, Baby Moreno, favored minus 200 versus Alshandra, the cannibal, mm. Pantoja. Yes. He'll eat you. He'll eat your flesh. It's a great name. Yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> cannibal. It is. Mm-hmm. You know I love fighters, John, with yes, a story. Do. I love fighters with a chip. On the old shoulder, fighters <laughs> who have lived the lowest of lows and experienced the highest of highs. And that, my friend, is Brandon Moreno. Mm. At his lowest point of his career. I I I you gotta I can't believe this is reality. Uh Mexican fighter out of Tijuana was cut by the UFC. He was mm. cut. Mm. Now here he is battling to keep his number one ranking and his championship belt. 29-year-old will be thinking about all of that, about being written off and his struggles, and that will drive him to a win, I think, perhaps. But there's more to this story, John. There's more to this story. Here's the drama and the rub. Moreno has lost to Pantoja twice in his career, and Moreno will be looking for revenge, my friend. He's battling as the favorite. So Vegas obviously agrees with me. He is the favorite. He is the favorite. And, uh, you know, now let's get into the styles of fighting. Both favor Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They both have good striking numbers. Moreno lands three and a half strikes per minute, absorbs 3.1. Pantoja lands 4.2 strikes, absorbs 3.3. And their grappling numbers are, are similar. I won't rip them off, but but they're just similar. One bet I do like here, the under three and a half rounds is right now at plus 140. And I think there's a good chance... These fighters could go or or do not go, I should say, do not go to the championship rounds. I really I, I don't think they'll they'll make it there. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a volatile fight. Another prop bet I like. Will this fight go the distance? That's plus 120. So Vegas doesn't think this fight's gonna end up in a decision. <laughs> I don't either. I love Moreno's heart in this fight, but I also love Pantoja as a dangerous fighter. I'll probably get a little action uh, on the under three and a half rounds here, but my best bet for this fight, let's play it a little safer, is this fight ends by finish. What do you think about that? Oh, I like it, especially at the plus money. You get plus 120 and you get an extra round and a half there, taking the whole fight. I like it. good shopping, sir. That's good shopping. Might be two bets for you there. Mm. So we're going to go from the co-main event all the way down to the early prelims. You're going to have to have the fight on. This isn't a free card. You're going to have to have the fight on when the sun's up still. Aguilar versus Shannon Ross. My best bet here. Aguilar, yes. And a card stacked with great fights. I'm dipping all the way down to the beginning. Aguilar could work at Subway because this dude is a sub artist. What do you think of that, Luke? What do you think of that? That was classic, my friend. That's clutch. That's clutch. You're on fire. (laughs) This guy hardly gets hit. He goes straight to work, getting to his opponent to the ground and working those subs, submissions. Here's the reason you get a good number on this guy. He was subbed by Tyera 
In the first round on his UFC debut, listeners of the podcast know that the Japanese phenom was a Daddy Sharp's best bet a couple weeks ago, and he's fighting on this card, but I couldn't take him because he's minus 1,100. But I'm not too worried about the sub because Tyra is a hell of a fighter and Ross poses no submission threats. Now, Ross, I don't mean to be mean, Luke, but I just got to say it. This guy does not belong on the UFC. The Australian is 0-2 on the big show, and those losses were ugly. Round one knockout, round two knockout. And then in the minor leagues, right before he came to the UFC, he fought Urseg on a lower level and lost that fight by first round choke. Guess what Urseg is now? A UFC fighter. So what I'm saying is whenever Ross faces UFC talent, he is finished quickly. I look for that to happen here. My best bet, Aguilar to win, to play it safe, minus 140. But I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Aguilar by finish as well because Shannon Ross just can't help himself in there. He's got to go to sleep. Got to go night-night. Night-night. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that bet. I, 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 This is one of the fights that I was looking at too, and I think that you know there's 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 good money to be had there, absolutely. But the, for this next fight, my Ooh. my second and last best bet oh. of the evening. I think John, I'm gonna shock the world, my man. What? Shock the world. Definitely, definitely gonna shock your world. You I, I know I'm gonna shock the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, huh? I'm gonna pick Bo Nickel to <laughs> get KO'd in the second round. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just kidding. I, I'm gonna maybe I'll parlay it with this. Just kidding there too. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at a women's strawweight fight. We've got yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. This is going to be a hell of a fight. Yasmin Haragi favored minus 380 versus Denise Gomez. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this fight is going to be a slugfest. Be prepared to see a lot of blood on the canvas. This could be the fight of the night. It's kind of Mm. interesting, right? Yes. Haragi Haragi lands an impressive 6.3 strikes per minute compared to Gomez's 4.6. That's still a lot in UFC standards. Yeah. But Gomez has the better striking accuracy. Hargi absorbs one more strike per minute than Gomez. And their strike defenses are about the same. Great recipe for two boxers right there. If they go to the mat, however, Gomez has much better numbers. She is definitely the better wrestler. Hargi does not like to go to the mat at all. She's got pretty good takedown defense, but she's pure boxer. So mm. Hargi. 10-0 as a professional. She's 2-0 in the UFC. And she's favored by a ton in this fight so far. But her two UFC wins were against two opponents who have a combined 1-4 and four UFC record. Not a ringing endorsement. No. Too many experts agree that minus 380, minus 400, I guarantee it'll get up there, is an inflated number. Gomez won one in the UFC, but she has brutal punching power up close. She is just nasty up close. In her last fight, she knocked out Bruno Brazil in the second round. If her opponent wants to win this fight, she's going to have to absorb those shots by Gomez. She's going to have to run the gauntlet, and Gomez is going to land shots, and they're going to be brutal. Maybe she survives. Maybe she doesn't. One or two or three or four or more of those shots could decide the fight. And then Gomez goes for the takedown. Oh, I just think there's a safer bet than this fight ending in a finish. But but I'm looking at this fight differently. It is the UFC after all. You will lose at some point. That 10-0 record is going to go bye-bye. My best bet is Gomez to win. And that is a plus 290 payout right now. You, John, are welcome. 
<laughs> you convinced me, sir. I am on it as soon as this podcast is over. Right. Getting that bet in. Just inflated. And if she's a boxer and Gomez is a boxer and she lands, you've got to take the shots. You've yeah. got to take the shots. And she absorbs one more strike per round than Gomez. She's going to take a shot. Yep. Yeah. And she's the boxer. Like you said, she should have the better D. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. Going to be a hell of a fight. I'm telling you, going to be a hell of a fight. All right. Here we go. Let's take a deeper dive into the other fights that we like on this card. I'm loving this. And let's start out with, I. it's actually a catchweight fight. Yes. Ed, <laughs> Edgar Pitbull Jarez versus Tatsuro Tyra. And Tyra is now, it started at minus 900 this morning, up to minus 1100. So a huge favorite. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we had Tyra, as we mentioned before, as a best bet. Oh, minus 1100 is tough, but Tyra, the Japanese phenom and only 23 years old, already 13 pro fights at 23 and 11 wins by finish, two by decision. That two by decision is a huge thing for me because he's a grappler, which usually means you don't win decisions. You're trying to go for that sub. Not this guy. He's a killer and excellent from the top position. The Pitbull coming in in this one as an alternate. Good luck. He was scheduled to fight on a Dana White Contender Series next month. For those of you that don't know, that's a show where Dana White watches you fight and decides if you're even worthy of a UFC contract. Dana White watched this guy fight already and said, no, you're not worthy of a contract. Then invited him back a second time. And then Dana White's like, you know what? Why don't you just come back a month early? Here's a contract, son. Good luck not getting strangled. This is going to be ugly. Tyra by finish, but... Uh, I do not see the props on this yet. I think it's going to be a little expensive, sir. <laughs> it, could, it could be. It could be. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see on that Saturday how it goes. But, yeah, I, I think you're right, man. Uh, Jarez is, is is 10 and 4 with that one fight in the in the Dana White Contender Series. Again, he lost that fight. And <laughs> and the fighters he's beaten to get another shot, uh, all unimpressive. Really just bums. I mean, if you yeah. go back and look at their records. um, Let's make this easy. Tyra will win this fight. I think we both agree there, right? The yes. best way to maximize our bets, though, is going to be on this fight, picking it, you know, picking the round and the style of finish, maybe. I think I like that's it. submission. I think that's the safe thing to do. I think Tyra wins by submission. But and I and I probably make that bet because I, I I don't ever make those bets. You know me, but uh, yeah. I really like that one here. But, I, you know, let's be even safer. You want to you want to take it back a notch and be even safer. I also like. And the over-under here is one and a half rounds. I like the over Ooh. one and a half rounds. Because, you know. Against the grain. Yeah, I know. It's plus 105. And that's kind of why I like it. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I like the number. Uh, it's positive money. But, you know, a lot of fighters can can figure out a way to survive that first round. And then it's just a matter of holding on before you submit it. I think it's a second round submission, but I think it goes over one and a half rounds. I really do. That that's what I'm like leaning it. toward anyway. Hey, you can get an an eleven hundred favorite at plus money, thanks yeah. to the daddy sharp over there. And you and <laughs> yep, and we're in exactly, and we're relying on that that uh, that minus eleven hundred because we think that's probably right. He's he's yeah. that much of a better fighter. All right. Speaking of again, here's a five to one right here. Next up, a bantamweight fight. We've got Cameron Simon versus Terrence Mitchell. Woo! So I got the heavy lean here. Simon two and zero on the UFC, including a major decision win. And that one, if for those that don't know, a major decision is when two to three judges pick you. So it's not a unanimous. So one of the judges said this was a tie. Well, 
the fight had a point deducted because our boy had a little nut shot. <laughs> and we know we know about those. It happens. Strike defense looks fantastic. He dishes out a lot of damage. In his short time on a UFC, he already has two knockdowns, a lot of power in the hands. Another early prelim or an alternate is stepping up. Mitchell is coming out of this Alaskan fight league that I've actually had my eye on the past few years, Luke. And have you? For reasons you may think. Okay. Guys out of this league, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Guys out of this league almost always suck on the UFC. <laughs> this is Mitchell's debut. Not the first time he fought a UFC talent. This guy actually went toe-to-toe with Kai Car France, and it lasted all of 30 seconds before France put him to sleep. This is a new weight class for Mitchell at 135. He normally fights at 125. That's not going to help him here. I like Simon by finish, baby. But but wait, he's three and zero at, at one thirty five. Three and zero, three and zero in a lighter, and it, it was a few years ago. But yeah, but in a lighter in, weights, but in, in Alaska. In, <laughs> yeah, it was. We it should, was ten o'clock at night, and it was yeah. still daylight out. We we should. This guy's a good ice fisherman. I'm not going <laughs> to challenge him to an ice fishing battle. Maybe but. he did that afterwards. <laughs> you know, we joke, but these guys would whip our butts, man. Oh. Yeah, they would. They would. But this Alaskan fight league, it is a. It's a huge red flag for me. Tune in. Can we can we tune into that? I want to tune into that. Is it is that like a pay per view? Uh, you got to find these on the internet. <laughs> does that come with like you know I don't know UFC oil or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not much to add here. You know, I, I think Vegas made uh, Simon a, a heavy favorite for a reason. Mitchell's thirty three years old. He's got no defense. He doesn't move around <laughs> at, the, at all. No footwork at all. He's just going to get torn apart. He really is. I see new value in, in picking him to win. Um, Simon, that is. Uh, although I think he will win. Uh, the over-under is one and a half rounds. Uh, again. And with the under at minus 170. And the over <laughs> is mm-hmm. plus 145. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like Look it. for Simon to win by knockout, don't you think? Knockout? Yes. yes. If, you had to, if you had to call it. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm going to be leaning on, maybe in the second round, knockout, just to make it fun, because I think there's a lot of fun bets and prop bets in, in, on this card. But here's here's what else I like. I, I kind of like the over one and a half rounds for what I just said with the fight before, that you know, I, a lot of people can survive that first round, even if they're hurt. And then, you know, then it's a struggle, and you're just, you know, that's when you start screaming at the television. Come on. Come on. Yes. <laughs> come on. <laughs> just last. So... I also, I'm leaning, that's that's my lean. That's my lean is the over one and a half rounds in this one. See, yes. now we're adding value. We're adding value oh, bets. I I'm like it. this. I like it. All right. Oh. I think I, th- I think you like this one too. Uh, I kind of like this one. It's just, I think this could be a nutty fight. These guys are horrible and they're, here they are facing each other <laughs> again. It's a light heavyweight fight. We've got Jimmy the Brute Crute, minus 125, slight favorite over Alonzo Atomic Menafield. Oh, boy. All right. All right. All right. So I actually like three bets here. The ultimate safe option. The fight ends in a finish, but that one's going to pay you minus 450. The slightly better option, Crute, if you got him early and now he's not going up too much. Crute just to win minus 120 right now. If you bought him early, he's minus 110. I also like Crute by finish here at minus or I'm sorry, plus 125. So Crute. I got a love-hate relationship with this guy, Luke. He's got a ton of talent. He can grapple. He strikes. But in his last three fights, he's winless. Two losses, one against the champ. 
Jamal Hill, and another a top 10 fighter. The other non-win was a draw, you just mentioned it, against Minifield, the power striker, just a few months ago in his hometown in Australia. This is a rematch. They said immediately afterwards they were going to redo it. I watched the fight again. Minifield couldn't miss with his punches. He hit Crute every single time, especially in the first round. And in that first round, Crute was dropped. On the other side, Crute comes back with takedowns and subs and almost had Minifield out twice. The fight was over in the first round, but Crute was saved by the bell. The fight was over in the second round. Minifield was saved by the bell. I'm betting lightning doesn't strike twice here. I see a fantastic finish in this fight. The fact they were both still standing at the end of the fight was a small miracle, my friend. <laughs> so if you had to pick one, what what, what, are, you, what are you really, really leaning uh, toward? Crute by finish, plus 125. Nice. Yes. I love it. Uh, I'm a slight lean on Crute to win this fight. I, but I And I was going to say by decision, but oh. I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> we're changing on the fly. I, I, I think he, I think you've convinced me. I don't know. Let me let me run through this uh, again. Um, so here's one thing that you didn't touch on, and you saw in that fight too. Both of these fighters have absolutely horrible stamina. Stamina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Menafield is always tired in all of his fights. Yes, all, all of them, and he grabbed the fence so many times during this last fight. Uh, but that said, he almost finished Crew, like you said, multiple times in the last fight. I. There's an he had a 10-8 round in that fight. There's no doubt about it. There and uh and that it was the first, and it was just brutal. And a lot of people think that the ref should have called that fight. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't I, I watched didn't, it again, like I told yeah. you. Watched it again, and he looked as he close to being done as you could possibly be. And, and then uh Minifield looked as close to being almost tapping, and then the bell rang. <laughs> Would you wouldn't you, would you say Crute has better wrestling skills? He can oh, do pretty, sure. a lot of yeah, a lot of damage sure. on the mat. Yeah. The over under here is two and a half rounds with the over uh, at uh, some some plus money. So Vegas agrees with you because the under is uh, minus two sixty. Uh. You've got that on your side. I think these fighters get tired. I think they get tired again, even though they have ample time. To to go jogging around the block one or fi- <laughs> one or fifty times, yes. And then they're gonna get to that third round and and just they're gonna do nothing. They're gonna do nothing, and it's gonna be like a Rocky movie. Uh, I I like Crute to win. Don't I don't think it's by decision, uh, but I oh. also uh, we got a we got a movement here. We got a change. I know. I was gonna say I like the over two and a half rounds. I just don't know. I just don't know if they can get there. <laughs> oh, this is horrible that I'm doing this uh, in the middle of the fight. Here's okay. Here's what I'm going to stick with, and th- these are just lean folks. Now I'm going to I'm going to switch these to slight leans, slight yes. leans. So I like Crute to win, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the over two and a half rounds. I I think that this could be the <laughs> Menafield not losing but just giving up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're gonna hey. see it. We're going to see it. For our listeners to the podcast, we broke, we both broke this fight down. We're looking at it two different ways, but we both have Crute, and he's one of the better values on this card, minus 120. He's one of the best values on the entire card. And a card littered with minus 1,000s, we're both saying Crute the win. That's that's probably your safest option in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what, Just you're the right. win straight up, minus 120. Yeah, you're right. That's what it should be. Yeah, we yeah. both like Crute. You're absolutely right. 
Okay, that's messy. That's just we've got better fights. Here we go yes, because we've got a go. light heavyweight fight. We've got Vitor Petrino, who is minus two ninety last time I checked at my book versus Mark Chen, Procneo. Procneo, one of my best bets about six months ago, <laughs> and uh, he was fighting William Knight, a guy that just didn't want to fight anymore. I don't think, and I think we saw that in his last fight. Procneo just stood back, kicked him in the gut a few times, and uh, William Knight threw a total of 15 punches in the entire three rounds. He just wasn't there. Before that fight, he was KO'd on the UFC three times in a row in the first round. That's Procneo. So I like Petrino here. That's where I'm going to put my money. He's looked decent in the octagon. And against Procneo's entire resume, three round one losses and a performance by his opponent that was so lackluster, the UFC cut him the next day. Give me Petrino all day to win, sir. Yeah, I agree with you. And I remember that William Knight fight. And uh, oh, <laughs> God, I think I was, I know where I was. I was uh, right here where I'm recording right now. And I was screaming at the television, do something. <laughs> yes. God, do something. It's like so bad we were yelling at Procneo to do something, oh, and he was winning. <laughs> Dude, I am a lean on Petrino here to win. Absolutely. I'm a heavier lean on this fight ending by finish. Ooh, Procneo is three and four in the UFC. He He's just an average fighter, though, who has some decent win, but he's also suffered some vicious, vicious knockouts three in a row. Yeah, uh, all in the first round. It was over a, a two-year span: two in uh, 2018, one in 2020. His chin, his chin has been suspect since. Yeah, he's been found out, folks. Petrino is better all around. He's got a lot of power. He could punch himself out uh, because he wants to come out swinging that first round like he usually does, and uh-huh. uh, maybe because of the weight class. These are bigger dudes. Bigger dudes takes a lot more energy. But instead, I think he's going to land some shots in that first round. And he's going to win this fight pretty easily. The over-under is one and a half rounds uh, with the under at <laughs> minus 140. So Vegas <laughs> thinks this is going to end most likely in the first round. Yes. That scares me a bit. Scares me a bit because <laughs> Vegas only has Petrino at minus 290 to win the whole thing. I'm leaning on this fight then to end by finish. I think that is the best bet for me in this. It's a heavy lean. But, man, I think this could be a pretty interesting and fun fight to watch. Yes. Tasty. Tasty. You're tasty because we've got a lightweight fight. Camuela Kirk versus Esteban El Gringo Rebovix. Rebovix, a slight favorite here, minus 150. Probably one of the only other fights on this card where you're going to get a close line. Who do you like? I'm interested to see if we, we agree on this one. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. I'm leaning Kirk to win here, and I'm not just leaning it. I'm, I've am i already got money on it. This guy's coming in at plus 160, and you don't see this very often. The man's moving up a weight class, and he's the bigger guy. He has a six-inch reach advantage. This is Kirk's first fight at the UFC level at 155. He did fight at LFA in 2021 as a headliner on one of their cards one time at 155. The guy won by finish. That tells me the weight cut was brutal for him to get to 145. So I think he's going to feel a little better here. I think his striking defense is actually better than the numbers show against Billy Quarantino, Billy Q. He was out hit 127 to 55 times in his UFC debut. Not even close to that in his other fights. 
uh, El Gringo. He's given up 11 takedowns on his UFC debut and seven minutes of control time. And this dude's the favorite. I can't do that. Give me the guy that's bigger, moving up a weight class at plus money, please. Yeah, I'll give it to you because I'm also leaning on Kirk as well. Let's go. Yeah, plus money, baby. Plus money, baby. And this is the one fight where you're going to get that straight up. And I I don't know what Vegas is thinking here. Kirk has, has power. He has good kicks. He's good at the ground and pound. Uh, you know, he's, he's got weaker defense across the board. That's okay. Yes. El Gringo hits hard. Uh, not a strong wrestler, but but pretty good on the ground. But uh, he's not going to have the stamina like Kirk. Uh, I'm wondering if this comes down to a split decision. What, do you, what are your thoughts there? Do you think Ooh, it's going to be that, that close? Or, or, that could be. could be a split decision, yes. Maybe. I'm could not going to bet it, fight? but it, it's a good one. Yeah. I'm not either. I'm not either. Could be a close fight, though, but I I am a lean on the underdog in this one, Kirk. I am with you every step of the way. I don't get it. Kirk's going to win that fight. Mm. All right, my man. We've got our next fight. Dan, the hangman, Hooker versus Jalen, one of your favorite fighters, the Tarantula Turner. Turner favored minus 260. Okay, so first of all, I got to tell you guys something here. Uh, So UFC Media Day was today. And the Jalen Tarantula Turner was speaking. This guy actually owns tarantulas, sir. <laughs> he said he has, uh, I don't I don't know what this means, but he has 11 tarantulas in a commune. And he doesn't, I don't, I don't know what that means. It must be like their habitat. But then he reversed it and he said, oh, I think there's only seven now because some of them ate each other. Uh, and that's exactly what I think he's going to do to Hooker. He's going nice. to eat him. <laughs> Hooker is desperate to get his career back on track. Once a top 10 fighter challenging for the belt. Then he went two and six in his last eight fights. This guy's tried everything. He even dropped a 145s to see if it would change his fortune. No, he was finished in the first round there. He looked horrible on the scale. We talked about it that day. His last three losses have all come in round one. Turner, whole different beast. Huge guy in the weight class with a 77-inch reach. This will be the first time Hooker has the shorter reach of anybody he's ever faced. All right, so the beat Turner, you look at his history on the UFC, there's two ways to do it. You can knock him out like Luke A did. That was on a card headlined by, I don't know, some guys named Khabib and McGregor. Who? Yeah, it was it was a long time ago. <laughs> the, other, the other way to beat him, take him down multiple times. Gamrot and Frivola did it. To him four times each and held on for decision wins. Uh, Hooker is not a very good takedown artist. He hasn't had a takedown since 2021. Oh, I love horrible. Turner in this fight and I love Turner by finish and I love his tarantulas and his stories. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Creepy crawlies, man, everywhere. I'm a heavy lean on the tarantula in this one for all the reasons that you just mentioned. The over under is one and a half rounds, the over one and a half rounds is minus 130. I think that's the way to bet this fight as well. I'm leaning on Turner to win. Absolutely heavy lean, but I really like the over one and a half rounds in this one. Ooh. Nice. Now to my favorite fight. (laughs) Yes, this is amazing. (laughs) Hence hence the sarcasm. (laughs) Every time this guy fights, every time this guy fights, we get a chance and we have to go to the debate about uh is he is he really this good he's only had that though a few fights here and there yeah bo nickel bo nickel everyone has taken on valentine 
the animal would burn. I don't know if it's Valentine or Valentine. I got to be honest. I didn't take the time to figure it out because he's a fill-in fighter here. And Bo Nickel is favored by minus 3,000. John, I will I'll, I'll leave it up to you to tell all of our listeners the significance of a minus 3,000 favorite fighter in the UFC. Well, <laughs> there's somebody out there taking this bet. Because <laughs> when he opened, he was minus 2,500. And that right. was the biggest favorite in UFC history. Now he's minus 3,000. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what that means. You got to put $3,000 down to win 100 bucks. I don't even think Mattress Max doing that stuff. So Nickel, what I originally liked was Nickel versus Gore. And I was going to give us a great little setup that Nickel was going to win by knockout. His first UFC knockout. Now he's fighting a striker. That's completely off the table. And at minus 3,000, I don't even think there's props that you can bet in this one. I bet you gone in 60 seconds is going to be minus money. Can't do it. Won't do it. I'm off this fight, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> oh, you are off it. Oh, I was hoping I think, that you I might. Think, uh, at minus 3,000, I think it's any props going to be too much. Okay. Okay. I, okay. Even, and I, th- I have the respect for nickel that I wouldn't even put a little sprinkle okay, on the animal. Okay. Okay, okay. The animal is it, roadkill, sir. It, yeah, he, I know. I know this. It, <laughs> let me ask you this. Is Bo Nickel the best uh, wrestler ever to come to the UFC? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question, and I'm going to say no. Really? Oh, interesting. Okay. We got gold medalist in here from America. Well, I well uh, the reason I asked is I was listening to some, He's the uh, best collegiate wrestler to ever was, come. Most decorated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I was listening to some uh, other experts, and they were... They're trying to make the argument today that um, uh, he is, he could go probably now and, and be competitive um, to make the U.S. national team and go to the Olympics and yes. be competitive wrestling. Yes, now. I completely agree. Yeah, which would yeah, which makes him scary as hell with those skills in the UFC because no one's going to have that level of wrestling skills in the UFC. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So let me rephrase that. Is he the best wrestler in the UFC right now? Yes. Yeah. Ever? No. Uh, yeah. The name that comes to mind that I think he's on par with, Henry Cejudo. Huh. Okay. Champion. <laughs> Two weight class champions. Well, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> and people gold think medals. this. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can hear that. My dog in the background, he's he's a little angry about what you just said. Hi-yo! That Doberman's going to take care of business if you say it again. That Doberman better have 3,000 <laughs> doggy treats to lay All down. Right. <laughs> We're wasting too much time on this. Nickel is, he's fighting a fill-in. Heavy lean on Nickel. Uh, Of course, (laughs) winning the fight is just, you know, I can't bet that, obviously. And it's just just a matter of how he's going to win it. Uh, What's the point on this one? Um, No over-under prop bet from my book yet. I don't think there will be. Uh, That said, it's the UFC. And if you want to have a little fun, uh, I'd put it on Woodburn to win at plus 1,100. That's what I'm probably going to do here. Just a little sprinkle for for the, for the fun of it. And yes. uh, if if he get connects a lucky shot on nickel and uh, he wins, well, then I've got a steak dinner and you don't. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Right. I'll, I'll pay for that. <laughs> All right. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. Hey, we've got a middleweight fight now. Robert the Reaper Whitaker minus 400, a four to one right here versus Drikas Duplessis. And I really like this fight. I love this fight. So Whitaker, uh, if you go back in in recent history here, he's one of my most profitable bets. But now we're seeing minus 400. That's tough. (laughs) It's time for me to use my favorite quote, though. 
People die in fairy tales all the time. Duplessis has been on a magical run, getting ranked, and with a win here, could face Adesanya for the belt. But wait, wait, Duplessis has already been exchanging verbal jabs with Adesanya about their heritage and hosting the fight in Africa. Does he realize he has to go through one of the best 185ers in UFC history to even get in the same ring with Adesanya? Whitaker is no joke with strong striking and wrestling credentials. He's been in there with the best of the best. His last two losses are to the same man, Adesanya. Whitaker, this guy's on a different level. He's going to outclass him. He's a technician. He's got a little bit of those wrestling skills, Australian wrestling. I'm not going to go into that. I think you know where I stand on that. His fights look so clean, though. Where Duplessis always looks like he's one shot away from getting finished, but he's gritty as hell. But at this top level, grit won't win you the belt. Vittori knows that. That guy's the same type of fighter as Duplessis, and Whitaker beat him. I think Whitaker's going to win this one. Minus 400, a little, little hard. I kind of like Whitaker by decision, as crazy as that sounds. No, not crazy at all. And I know that you're a wrestling purist, so I'm not going to ask you to go into <laughs> why you don't like wrestling Aussies. But uh, you're you're just you're, you're an American wrestling purist, my man. <laughs> and Dagestan, those guys are pretty good too. Oh, those guys. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Okay, you heavy like? lean, he- heavy heavy lean on Whitaker to win. Uh, but again, four to one is a favorite. I think there's good value in other bets in the fight. However, as you do. Whitaker, former champ, he will be trying to show he's still viable he's, as a middleweight contender in the division. I, you know, I think he is really kind of trying to do that still. Yeah, uh, he's a. Uh, if you haven't seen him, and did you watch his press conference today? Did he have one? Uh, he was there. I didn't. I didn't watch his yet. He's like a super nice guy. Oh yeah, totally family man. Whenever they did those behind the scenes stuff, he's always with his family or at the gym. Like, yeah, always yeah. All, very tight with his fam. And then something clicks and he's mean as hell in the cage. Uh, he's Just, a daddy sharp, too. You know what I mean? I think we should invite him on. <laughs> um, done. Done. But here's another point that you and I talked about right before we started recording the pod. Uh, he he is a championship level fighter. And he has been for quite some time. Yep. That's where he operates at this level. You know, you would in, in the in the military world, you'd call him an operator. Uh-huh. Cut above the rest. Special forces. He's been there forever. Yeah, Duplessis is is five and zero in the UFC. That's really exciting, man. His last three fights were against you know top fifteen or so fighters: Derek Brunson, Darren Till, Brad Tavares. Those were good fights. Uh-huh. Good fights. Uh, he finds a way to win. We also talked about this. He he always finds a, in a messy way. It's a messy route, and it's not fun to watch if you're especially if you're betting on him. But he finds a way to win up until now. He's going to lose this one. He's going to lose yes. this one. The over-under is two and a half rounds. The over is at plus 125. The under minus 155. I think Whitaker will have a great first round. Duplessis always needs to come from behind. We just discussed that. I like this fight to go the distance perhaps, maybe. And there's there's good money to win there. But I think my favorite bet in this one is the over two and a half rounds at plus 125. It's good money. It's yeah, good clean bet over two and a half. I, I like that. That's where I'm leaning. Luke, there's just there's just one thing I got to add in here. Oh, I, oh, I haven't oh. I haven't been able to talk about this yet. Oh. So one story that everybody's going to see this week when they're going up to the window to make their bet. Every, everybody always says Duplessis looks tired when he's in the ring, and uh, his coach came out and said he had this nose surgery and he was only breathing through eight percent of his nose, so he's always breathing through his mouth. So he had to have the surgery to fix it. 
So now he's getting all this extra oxygen and you're going to see his cardio level dramatically increase. Whitaker is an excellent striker. If there was a bet, I would take it in a heartbeat, but there is no such bet. I would bet Whitaker breaks this dude's nose early. <laughs> and he <laughs> can't breathe break, again? You can't, you can't make a prop on a broken nose, but I, I think Whitaker is going to break this guy's nose in the first round and get it right back to where it was. Why can't we bet on the? I'm going to go up to my window. I'm going to go up to my window this weekend. I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to bet, but I'm going to bet like two units <laughs> on uh, 10% oxygen through the left nostril. Whitaker to break Duplessis' no, nose. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to bet on the percent oxygen flow through yes. that nostril. Yes. <laughs> don't don't fall for it, folks. A fixed nose is not going to beat a championship level fighter. Takes more. I, yeah, it's going to be. But we, I think we both agree this has the fixings to be another great fight. Just sit this is, back and. It's a headliner on any other card. It's a great fight. Just sit back and enjoy the flight, folks. Yes. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here, here we go. Oh, this is a good one. It's a good one. To the main event in a fight for the lightweight championship belt. We've got Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Four to one favorite over Yair El Pantera Rodriguez. <laughs> this could be a really, a really interesting fight. You're gonna give a buffer a run for his money there. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So Volk, I'm going with Volk. There is no lean needed with this man. This guy, for me, one of the top two fighters in the UFC right now that are completely matchup proof. The other one, Islam. This one, Volk, they did fight each other. And if this was at Volk's weight class, Islam, it would have been a different story. But no matter who you put in front of him, these guys are always going to get the win. They go about it in very different ways, though. Islam is pure skill and talent. Volk has that Michael Jordan mindset that he will not lose. He will not tap. If you beat him, you're going to have to earn it. First, Holloway, Max Holloway, the best striker, a future UFC Hall of Famer. Volk beat him three times. Volk took his belt, sir. Took it right off him and defended it. it twice more. Says everything you need to know about this guy's skills. He actually outstruck Holloway in all of those fights. Then he gets in trouble against great submission artist Brian Ortega. He was stuck so deep in a choke that ringside, the announcers were saying, you could hear Volk gurgling. Uh, Luke, he escaped the choke and proceeded to beat the hell out of this man. <laughs> I'll take the Australian. I heard a gurgle. I heard a gurgle. Help, help me. <laughs> Rodriguez, he's a great fighter with an unorthodox striking style, but the man couldn't beat Max Holloway. Max is on a different level, and you're getting the man who beat Holloway three times. It's all Volk here. Obviously, I like him at minus 400. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I actually think that's undervalued for him, but that's a tough price to pay. So you know what I'm going to go with here, sir? Ooh, what are you going to do? Uh, I think I think we're going to be a little opposite here. <laughs> oh, no. I, I like Volk by decision. Oh, okay. Okay. What do you like? What do you well, like? Well, let me ask you this before we get into it. Uh, why didn't you make this one of your best bets? I didn't like minus 400. And uh, yeah, yeah. I it's tough. It's tough for me to make props. Best bets. I guess. Okay. If that, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. Because I fair. here, here, actually, here you go. Here's a reason. I like uh, Volkanovski to win this by decision, but I could 
see him finishing the guy because really, if you look at the body of work, who this guy's fought, he's fought Max Holloway and Islam, who nobody's going to finish those guys. So yeah, he's got a lot of decisions over the past three years. Um, I think Yair is tough enough to handle it up there with him. Uh, but that's why I didn't make it a best bet. It's a very heavy, heavy, heavy lean. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, just wanted to ask the question because I, you're, you analyze these things like I've never seen. Uh, and, uh, look, I'm a heavy lean on Volkanovsky as well. Uh, pound for pound. I, what do you think? Best fighter in the world? Oh yeah. Pound for pound. Definitely. I think Definitely. that's, I, I think, think that's so. fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. But again, yeah. back to the four to one favorite, and that's what I'm thinking ROI. And I just, you know, that's why I didn't think uh, best bet either. the The over under is four and a half rounds. That's kind of tough as well. But but get this: the over is last time I checked could have changed by now. Uh, minus one hundred five. The under is minus one twenty five. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Kind of goes to what you were just saying there that what could happen. I I like the under here. I really do. I think Vol. Manofsky ends this fight either late in the third or early in the fourth. I think he's just that, you know, it, a beating that, that will take place in the second round is going to be enough to just end it. Uh, you know, Yair is not going to stop. He's, yes. he's at this level. He's not going to stop, but they, I don't think they go the distance. I, I really don't. I, I'm going to be a heavy lean here to, uh, and I haven't seen the the prop numbers. I'm really curious just to keep trying, like stretching this out so I can maybe, you know, that's what I'm going to do because we're live, like taped live, whatever. But I'm going to uh, just keep talking right now and ad living so I can look up <laughs> and see if the, uh, what the odds are here. Uh, no, hey, it's not, it's not a bad decision. Props. It's not a bad decision. I mean, nothing else on the props. Yeah. Uh, God, really interesting guy here to win is plus 300 on the money line, but the over under is still minus uh, 125 on the under four and a half. And that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the, the, uh, I'm going with the, uh, uh, what am I going with? Uh, I'm going with uh, the under, the under. I like it. Going with the under. Uh, we got another bet here. We do? Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm going with the uh, Volk by decision and you're going with the under. Under round, sir. Yeah. Sure am. Mm hmm. Does that mean uh, we are different? After you buy me steak for the other bet, you're gonna have to buy me <laughs> drinks too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it means. That means that we, you, and I are going to enjoy this last fight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, yes. And, and it also means that uh, we're we're done. We're done with our deep dive. And right now, it's time to recap our best bets for UFC 290 in Las Ooh. Vegas, John. So here we go. My best bet, one of them, Aguilar versus Shannon Ross. My best bet there, Aguilar to win. And then Nico Price versus the Robbie Lawler. Last time in the UFC for Robbie Lawler. My best bet here, Nico Price to win. Price is right, baby. Minus 250. Price is right. And my best bets for this week, Moreno versus Pantoja. My best bet in this fight is that it ends by finish. These two guys, one of them is not leaving that ring. And then I've got the uh, to the women. I've got Haragi versus Gomez. My best bet is the underdog in this one. Gomez lands a shot or five to win that fight. All right. I, I am jacked. I cannot wait. But <laughs> as far as the pod goes, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. But remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means and the bets that we share while awesome are also based on our own research. We don't always win.
Be sure to check us out on social media at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. And we're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. Yeah, but not unless we answer a certain question. A certain question. I forgot again. What is that question? Luke, who yeah? is your daddy? Oh, that's an easy one. We are. Stay sharp, everybody.